2: The who that That's right, the who that Your one-stop shop for everything. you all the Saints, do all the Pelican, LSU Tigers, and even the top flight boxing So if you're a who that you're looking for a place to stay up on your team. Who that is your site. The who that for the sport who that in all of us.
0: Your black and gold home for the New Orleans Saints. Who that said going beat
3: them Who that?
1: Who beat them beat them
2: Yeah. Well, all right like you always say welcome perfect. welcome welcome number one sports talking indeed uh, we ain't like the falcons we won't blow the lead look all we talk is who that uh, who got cut and who back uh, rookies in the vets uh, players you should look at yeah. it's the sports coma you don't want to miss it got the pre-game party post-game statistics get a visit for suede maybe dc or five In the views inside, the Saints locker room high. Talk to Drew, Jordan, Zach, Payton New Orleans, who that? Nation Best believe when I say we be Golden black Ain't a miracle of rivalry could ever hold us back No, beast quake, bounding gate, let the truth be told It's the Sports Coma, all we know is say Super Bowl Yeah,
0: listening to the Sports Coma and the guys
2: on the PRO Media Network Who that? To the Black and Gold Nation, man. we in this thing. Monday reaction stream. Plus, Jameis Winston has torn ACL out for the rest of the year. Much love to the Great Saint Think Tank. I appreciate you guys for being in the building. Please hit upon the like button. If you're in a live streamer, like I've been saying for some time now, welcome, welcome, welcome. You're now rocking with the Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys, where we have intense entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk. From your favorite sports family. I'm Big Q. I'm up in this thing. Much love to the great St. thing Tank, Tank. I appreciate you guys for chiming in the live stream. After a victorious win, the black and gold got it going on. Uh, knocking off the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers yesterday. An epic proportion. 36 to 27 as uh, that old handshake coordinator closed the door on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So we're going to talk about we got a lot to cover in this stream. So much love to the great Saint thing tank as we get into our roll call. Pick it and flick it. Who that to you? Brian Pearson. Who that to you? Haven. Who that to you? JT. Who that to you? Josh Goat 23. Who that to you? What's up, Ramsey? Who that to you, fam? Much love. All right, who else we got? KB. What's up, fam? Much love to the Queens out there as well. Much love. Fly Trey social media. Much love, fam. Big ups to you. Good to see you. What's up, Andre? Who that to you, fam? Will Dickerson. Who that to you? Truth Hurts. Is in the building. Much love. What's up, Kimberly? Who that to you as well? All right. Much love to the Queens. All right. Who else we got chiming up in this thing as well? All right. We got Lewis. Lewis, who that to you? All right. Brother Tory Shepard, see you. What's up, Brother Tory, Who that to you, fam? Trey Joseph. What's up, Trey? Who that to you, fam? Latrell. What's happening, fam? Who that to you as well? All right. Robert Clark, Chris P. Who that to you, fam? Thank y'all for being here. Gundam is in the building. What's up, fam? He says, BQ not to take away uh, from the short segment, but do you think they will bring back Jameis, uh, bring him back for next year? And I was thinking about this today, about the injury that gets Jameis done for the year. What it does do is, is it does. It's a gift and a curse. The It, it depends on how you look at it. It's all, it's all perspective. But what it does do is it does lock Jameis back to the Saints at a not as high economic number. Now, he could do another one-year contract, but he's getting a little older. But what it does do is it gives the Saints an opportunity that if they wanted Jameis Winston, they can get a prove-it deal or a cheaper contract, perhaps a multi-year deal to keep Jameis here at a rate or a number that is comfortable for the team being that he was injured. Yeah, that happens. So this could be something as Jameis looks to rehab with the black and gold this could be a bit of a gift in so far as that is concerned and keeping Jameis in the black and gold building at that designated monetary rate. You get what I'm saying? So that's that's the the curse, of course, of the injury and the blessing that can come out of the curse is that compensation level that is feasible for the team, as well as Jameis as he moves toward his rehabilitation. So that's my take. So absolutely, they can definitely uh, think about bringing them back at a good rate. I was thinking about that today, man, and I've seen that happen before. Thank you for the question there, Gundam. Big ups to you, fam. All right. Much love to the rest of the family members in the building. I'm going to go down here. I got some stuff I won't cover with you guys today. So big ups to the rest of the family members in this building. What's up, Saints fan 13? Who that to you, fam? Much love to you. Appreciate you. Vine. What's up, Vine? Who that, brother? What's up, Travis? Who that, fam? Appreciate you. Gabriel Thomas. Who that to you as well? and Whammy. What's up, baby? Who that to you? Appreciate you. Much love to the Queens. DB's in the building as well. Much love to you. Appreciate you being in the stream. Venecio. what's up, fam? Uh, who that to you? All right, Kai the Great. What's up, Kai? Who that to you, fam? Appreciate you being here. Wallace, what's up, fam? Who that to you? Don Wine, Don fine Fontaine. Who that to you, fam? Appreciate you. Brother Pat Richards in the building. Who that to you? Tyrese, who that to you, fam? Appreciate you. Derek Cropper. Who that to you? Shedrick is in the building. Who that to you? Duh is <laughs> what up? Duh. Who that to you, Claude? Who that to you, fam? Appreciate you. What's up, CB? Who that to you, my brother? Good work over there, man. Keep doing what you're doing, my brother. CB in the building. Much love over there at the WDN. Much love to you, fam. Appreciate you. All right, R. Kolar. What's up, fam? Who that to you? He said the Bucks started off trying to hurt you. Yeah, I see, you seen that, huh? And I was, and I don't know if the family members seeing the watch party that I did yesterday covering the game, but I was letting the defense have it. Yeah, I was calling it all out. I was naming it and calling it when I seen what they was trying to do. They was taking late hits really bad. They got four blaring late hits, two on Jameis, two on uh, Trevor Simeon before they start throwing out the flags. And I was calling it then that they were hitting on the quarterback. They was hitting Jameis late when they pushing them down. They're a bunch of underhanded, dirted dogs. And I told you I put prophecy on the ass yesterday on the back end of that game when I said that the reason why the Tampa Bay skunkaneers is going to lose this game is because of that rotten, underhanded defense. And they did every bit of that. So, you know, that's a big part of it. They could talk about Tom Brady and Tom Brady did let him down with the turnovers. And I told people that he's a bad matchup for the black and gold. You can't beat everybody. Some people you're going to face, their style is going to give you problems. And that's what it is. It happens. It's really clear and glaring in boxing because it's it's one dude versus another dude or a person, whatever. And it's up to that person to figure out what the other person is doing and then, then capitalize off of whatever errors or openings that they see. And when you see it in boxing like matchups or, 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 or everything in boxing, like if you have one of my favorite boxers, uh, Bud Crawford, who's a welterweight, one of the tops in the world in the in the welterweight division with guys like Errol Spence, who is a really good fighter. But the thing that would make Bud Crawford uh, and Errol Spence give Errol Spence problems and Errol is a great is a really excellent fighter. But Terrence Crawford has two styles he can switch between, which is he can go orthodox or he can go the opposite style and southpaw, and then he could be able to uh, give people problems and he can he moves back and forth between both styles seamlessly. He fights uh, using either style very seamlessly, very good on both fronts. If you're not a fighter that is used to a guy, who's switching between styles in the middle of the fight it'll throw you off like say for instance he's fighting right hand at one moment not getting any success then he switches to the southpaw hitting you with that left and you have to adjust to that it's a different fighter when you are fighting southpaw fighters left-handed fighters versus right-handed fighters it's different you have to be used to that type of fighter and then adjust to it so It's different, it's how the spacing is, how closer that hand is closer to you. It's all kind of stuff that's involved in that, but people don't know the fight game like that. But in the matchup, the football, you can see it if you have a boxing eye, kind of you could kind of train it on it and see that it's a bad matchup. And I was just saying about how his body language was. I would kept saying, Look at Tom Brady's body language, he was hanging his head, and when they were down, and even when they got up, he was still hanging his head, he wasn't talking to none of his people. He wasn't around. I'm like, what's he didn't? He not saying he didn't have it, but he, he, the saints made him feel uncomfortable. And they've always had the ability to do that. You ain't gonna be able to beat every goddamn body. That's not, that's not how it worked. Even the greatest lost to people, you know, like Muhammad Ali, he lost some fights on the back end when he was washed, but when he was fighting people uh early on, and of course he had that layoff before he fought Joe Frazier, uh, for that belt when they stripped him of his title illegally because he didn't want to get drafted and fight against the mo- poor people on the other side you heard his speech they stripped him of his title and eventually he came back joe frazier had the title and joe frazier beat him like he stole something you know you couldn't attribute that to layoff or not but joe frazier is one of those fighters and then as muhammad ali trained and got rid of him he was able to get with joe frazier he adjusted to his style and was able to beat him so i mean what i'm saying is Tom Brady beat the Saints in the playoffs because the Saints beat themselves. They turned the ball over four times when we was up by double digits, and they simply got bored. Same, shame is what it is, but it goes to show you, if it even isn't it more compelling than now that Trevor Simeon, a journeyman backup at this point, he was second string, but really a third string quarterback for the Saints, comes in the, in the game. And throws for 150 yards in the t- 50 plus yards in the touchdown. Beats Tom Brady. Not only that, but the Saints defense and special teams helped out with Brian Johnson, a young kicker, kicking his field goals. Blake Gilligan peeling the back. The Saints defense surrendered some three touchdowns on the back end, but were able to close the door when it counted, which is a positive positive and major league when they've been able to do that to Tom Brady flustering it, making them disgusted, took his running game away from him and was pressuring him in his face. And even the best quarterbacks, regardless of what you say about him, he going to end up losing that kind of – he can't deal with that kind of pressure. Big ups to the rest of the fam. Much love to Carlton. Good to see you. Yep, DJ – yeah, PJ Williams, give him his props. Yep, big ups to PJ, that old handshake coordinator. And I kept telling people when the season started, listen, there is a defensive back coach by the name of Chris Richard that will help not only the youngsters but have some of these older guys that have to kind of help them – kind of revigorate themselves. We've seen him do it with Kent Crawley, who was suffering under Aaron Glenn in the final years where he had no confidence. He looked like Chet. And then you had a guy like uh, PJ Williams who didn't have any confidence. He was getting turned around. They both playing with confidence. All of them playing with confidence. What's the common thread? The common thread is Chris Rashard. He's coming in here and he's motivating these guys. He teach them in the system out of playing within that, uh, that uh, supposed Legion of Boom Defense that he's been creating a mindset and they have bought in and they're playing a lot better. He's helping them see the game differently and giving them confidence. And you can see that's telling what's happening with him. We said this, we did say this, and I said we've seen guys like Marcus Williams who we had incremental improvement from Marcus Williams. But if, Kurt, but if Chris Richard's out there operating, Chris Richard is going to be a dude that helped those DBs to improve and get better. And that's what we did. We got one of the top secondaries in the league, man. I got to attribute a lot of that. Not just to the individual uh, uh, efforts by the DBs themselves, but the instruction in, from Coach Richard. He's been a big plus in helping that Saints defense become really elite level. What's going on? What's up, Dudley? Who that to you, my brother? Thank you for being here. Aloha to you, Ramsey. Who that to you? Much love to all the fam. Domino Effect. Who that to you, Anthony? I see you, DeWine. I see you. Who that to you, Brandon Reese? As a swagged out entertainment. What's up, fam? MC Hammer. What's up? <laughs> Oh, what's up, MC Hammer? Oh, Cooler, who that to you? Joe Thomas, what's up, Joe? I see your fam. Much love to you as well. Good to see you. Hold strong. I see your fam. Ken Rosso, who that to you? Uh, KB, Derek, what's up, Derek? Much love to my brother, Derek Allison, who that to you? My brother, good. I hope everything going all right out there for you, my brother. Much love to you. Troy Thompson, who that to you? DLP is in the building as well. Much love, brother Jerry. I see your family. All right, Ramsey Walls, who that to you? As well, Darry. What's up, Darry? Who that to you? Universal Love. Who that to you? All the family members. What's happening? Ice Man, everybody. What's up, Tasha, baby? Who that to you? What's up, Chris? Who that to you, fam? Much love to everybody. I appreciate you guys being up in the building. Please, what's up? Live, love, and laugh. I love that. All right, Zach Williams, CT Crusher. All of that, all of the family members, much love. What's up, Snake Bite? Who that to you, fam? Good to see you. All right, please hit the like button, family, if you hadn't hit the like button crush the like button, hit the like button, spank the like button, knock the like button upside its head, whatever it takes as we get going. Die hard. What's up, fam? Who that to you, fam? Good to see you in the chat as well. Big ups to you, my brother. Good to see you. All right, so we got going first, Q. What's up, New Orleans native? Who that, fam? All right, what we got going on first, name of the show is Saints Bucks Reaction Plus Jameis Winston has torn ACL for the rest of the year. Now, we now we now remember we was talking about this uh, during the show, when Mozzie and Sway made an, a guest appearance on the show and the way he fell, Mozzie knew all the time because he said he suffered that same injury. He knew it when he seen it, that that was going to be, he said, a menensis or he said something else. I think he said uh, something similar. But anyway, you had an opportunity to see what we see. and And this is what we saw here. Let's get into the article right here, fam, as well. Saints quarterback Jameis Winston has torn ACL head coach Sean Payton confirms in Metairie, Louisiana. This is from Mike Triplett, ESPN staff writer, former uh, NOLA.com writer. The Saints quarterback Jameis Winston tore the ACL in his left knee and sustained MCL damage on Sunday, coach Payton confirmed. Winston was injured during a horse collar tackle by Tampa Bay Tampa Buccaneers linebacker Devin White early in the second quarter of the New Orleans 36-27 victory. Peyton declined to elaborate on whether Taysom Hill or Trevor Simeon would become the Saints' starter heading into this week's home date with Atlanta. And, of course, he would decline to answer that because this will be a ploy to help the Saints keep uh, Atlanta off kilter, or off-tilted, off-balance about who they need to prepare, prepare for. But Peyton insisted multiple times that the Saints don't plan to bring in a new quarterback. We're satisfied with the quarterback room. Peyton said of a group that includes rookie, fourth round pick, Ian Book. Hill, who's 31, would be the most likely choice if he was healthy since he went three and one as a replacement starter for Breeze last year and battled Winston in an open competition for the job this summer. However, Hill has been sidelined by a concussion since week five. He's doing well. He's progressing. He's on schedule. And all that's good, Peyton said of Hill's recovery. However, when asked if Hill would be ready to play this week, Peyton said, we'll see. Now there was other reports saying that Taysom Hill is going to play in this game that he is uh, through his concussion protocol and he should be good to go for this matchup against the Atlanta Falcons, who by the way Taysom Hill is undefeated against two of the wins that he had last year. One of which came out against the Denver Broncos, which we just ran the ball over and we didn't have any offense against that game. No people didn't even have a quarterback in that game. The saints put up 200 something yards on the Broncos. In that matchup, that wasn't really a signature win for Taysom Hill, per se, more Saints for the Saints running game and defense. He beat Atlanta both times when injury occurs. And that's very strange that every time an injury seems to occur over the last couple of years it's right around the time frame of when we got to face the Falcons. Just saying it happened last year. But the reality is when Winston out for the year, Taysom Hill is the obvious choice to be the quarterback. He's beaten Atlanta both times when he started the four games last season when Drew went out. So he is definitely comfortable against that. He has some pretty decent outings against Atlanta, by the way. So we'll see. We'll, we're going to look closely, according to what Coach Payton was saying, at the be- what's best for our team in this game. And as the week progresses, we'll see how we want to play it out. And we'll be ready to play Sunday, uh, Coach Payton said. The first phase of the game plan is usually four minutes. By the end of Tuesday night, we'll grind away at that plan. Pay attention to the information we're getting from the training room, all of that, and be ready to go. Simeon, who's 29, is also an obvious candidate to start for the Saints after his admirable performance in Sunday's win. He entered with the game tied at 7-7 and and completed 16 of 29 passes for 159 yards with a touchdown and no turnover. Simeon is 13-12 and 12 in his career as a starter, going 13-11 and 11 with the Broncos from 2016 to 2017, and 0-1 and with the Jets in 2019. Man, he did a good job, says Coach Payton, after reviewing the tape Monday. There were a number of plays where he got a free rusher and he gets the ball out on time. I thought he played with poise and made good decisions. It's what you want someone to do that's coming into the game, really, without a lot of work and I thought he handled the situation well. The tape was good for him. Peyton said after Sunday night's game that he cried when he saw Winston in, in the post game locker room. Winston, who's 27, working to revive his career with the Saints after spending his first five years with the Bucks from 2015 to 2019 and spending his last year as a backup behind Breeze and Hill in New Orleans. Quote, we definitely were encouraged by Winston's performance this season, said of Coach Payton. Winston, who was 95 out of 151 59%, he had 1,170 yards with 14 touchdowns and three interceptions. We felt like, man, we've seen the arm strength, the leadership, all those things we talked about all the time. They're going to evaluate you on record and shoot. He was four and two. It wasn't always perfect, but absolutely, we're getting what we hoped, someone that had become a vital part of what we were doing, end quote. Now, Winston was injured after White pulled him down by the shoulder area of his jersey, forcing him to land awkwardly. Winston's leg, left leg got pinned be, behind him as he hit the turf. Trainers and medical staff examined him on the field before helping him limp slowly to the sideline into the medical tent. He was later assisted onto a cart and driven back to the locker room. Peyton said Monday it was a classic field turf injury. Quote, I don't think that happens on grass, Peyton said. "I think He says, I know right now the data says a player is 28% more likely to have a player injured uh, when we play on artificial services and i think this was one of those cases end quote so you got it family uh Jameis winston uh acl that de- torn and mcl damage which pretty much means that his season is over we seen we knew his season was over with when we seen him hit that cart and was like man yeah that's a bad sign right there Jameis is uh it, this is not going to end look good and it was just the, who, that, who that nation was spinning at that moment. Man, we got to figure out a way how to win this game. And the Saints came together on all fronts to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Trevor Simeon did an admirable job in running the Saints offense. The Saints rushing attack piled up 150 plus rushing yards against Tampa Bay's run stuffing unit that held that was number one in the NFL that held teams to 60 yards rushing per game. The Saints more than doubled up that number against the Tampa Bay front. And, of course, Jameis contributed 40 yards of that because he scrambled four times for 40 yards, 10 yards per scramble. Jameis had helped add on to that total. And, of course, like I said, family, it was a really good game. The defense did get tired in the back, and they surrendered those touchdowns but closed the door when they really counted. They started to get the sacks up. They got the interception. They picked off Tom Brady. They forced Cam had the, the sack of him that pushed him down. He fumbled it. David Onyamada recovered that they picked them off, they knocked them down, they sacked them. They they frustrated Tom Brady, took his heart from him, and that's what happens. So the defense really did a good job in stepping up on the back end doing what it was supposed to do. And the Saints defense eliminated the Tampa Bay's rushing attack in the matchup. They had like 71 yards of rushing offense. Shut their rushing attack down, got pressure on them when it counted, sacked them, forced him into three turnovers that equaled up to 16 points. And of course, what really helped us out when we were struggling offensively was the Tampa Bay defense—dysfunctional, uh, undisciplined, edgy, uh, overbearing, cocky, arrogant—and uh, and they did everything. They helped. They came with personal fouls. They came with holding. Uh, they came with hitting the quarterback late. They came with uh, being in, in, with encroachment into the neutral area, forcing us to. They gave us everything in the game. So. I don't want to hear no Tampa Bay people up in here talking shit about the Saints and all this. You won't be mad at somebody. Don't be mad at the Saints for whooping your ass for 12. Uh, how many years it is? I forget. We don't keep count of that sort of thing. We just be whoever's in front of us. You got misplaced anger. I'm telling the Tampa Bay family this. Y'all got misplaced anger. You don't blame the who that nation for stumping your ass in the ground. That's what we supposed to do. We're not supposed to pick you up off the turf and pat your backside and say, come on and fight harder. We're going to give you a chance. No, that's not what kind of fight this is. It's not what type of competition this is. Don't be mad at the who that nation or the black and gold nation because we're doing what we're supposed to do is knock your ass in the dirt. Don't be mad at us for us. If you got you got misplaced anger, your psychosis is all screwed up. Your mentality is all screwed up. You don't be mad at the Saints. For kicking your ass in the ground. We wasn't the only people kicking your ass. If you think hard enough, you'll find other people that was beating Tampa Bay's ass and, and knocking them out up in here. We wasn't the only one doing it. The damn whole damn whole league was. They was a laughing stock for many years. They ain't get to the playoffs for years before Tom Brady came there with his magical referees. They was getting their ass stumped on and kicked and beat on for years, man. They got you got misplaced anger. If you want, I'm gonna tell you where you put your anger at. Put your goddamn anger in them pissy ass owners and them garbage ass owners for doing that. That's where you put it at. Put it on them for stinking it up so long until they had to go and buy up uh uh buy up Tom Brady to come in there and do that. You know, so like I said, if you be mad at the who that nation, be mad at everybody. Be mad at everybody's nation. Just 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 share your hate with everybody else. Just like people say, share the wealth, share your goddamn hate with everybody else. The who that nation doing what they're supposed to do. Knock your ass in the dirt. That's what we do. You got misplaced hate at the who that nation put it on your shitty ownership. That's what you put it on, because that's why they was stanking it up so many years. Anyway, let's keep it going, fam. They, they really sensitive about that, man. Really sensitive about it. it. I don't have nothing personal against no Tampa Bay people at all. That's why I can talk to them. But I'm telling you to your face, you got misplaced hate, man. You got you, you need to cut that out. All right, let's keep it going, man. As, uh, let's go into this is going to lead to a few stories, family, that we're going to cover here. But Demario Davis, this is what he said. Demario Davis told you he was taking no skip bail. The Saints linebacker claps back Sunday. Now, look, we've been talking about this for a while. We've been talking about uh, all of this stuff, but we're not the only ones that's going through this stuff. That's listening to this stuff. A lot of people, some people are perspective, uh, uh, pay attention, some people don't. But listen, I told you they listen. They listen to what these national people say. They use it as material to motivate them to go in there and kick ass. They did that last year when Coach Payton took press clippings to the team and showed them that everybody didn't give the Saints a, a, a chance in hell to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It happened again. And the Saints used that as fire to whip on Tampa Bay every time they do it. And you got these people sitting up here doing this, uh, believing this bullshit out here Mesmerized by these dumbass, lying ass, biased ass press people who claim to not be biased, but that's the whole reason for being here. Operation Mockingbird ass press people. So I mean it's pathetic, but this is what uh we're gonna go over the article right here with Demario Davis is talking about, and it's provided by Luke Johnson from Nola.com after New Orleans Saints Hard fought. Uh game last night in seattle uh, where well, he said after the seattle matchup linebacker demario davis talked up the team's gritty defensive mentality after watching that fox sports blowhard skip baylor skip skeletal Bayless, luke put that in your article next time decided that he was the at that was the moment to talk to talk some trash ahead of this week's matchup with the suckaneers demario davis talking up the saints hard hat d after tonight's game Bayless tweeted last week quote we'll see how much he's talking after brady visits sunday end quote now first of all skip Bayless, you you too effing old to be chill eating you got one foot on you look like you got one foot on the grave and the other one on the banana peel that's why i call you skip skeletal Bayless. skip skeletal bail is always popping off about him but let's finish up the article right here he says and, and of course what did demario said De, uh, davis quickly qu- quoted the tweet with a note-taking uh, emoji and didn't address it again until Sunday shortly after the Saints intercepted Brady in the closing minutes and returned it for a score to clinch the 36 to 27 win in the Superdome last of three Brady turnovers he faced so Davis went back to Baylor's Twitter account after the game and used his own words against him then he tweeted it back as you can see the tweet is and the thing is Davis can back it up so he showed that sent it back at Baylor's and listen that go to show you the bias You talk about the same people over and over again, worshiping these people. You don't sit up here and worship these people, man. And that's what these old ass, half dead ass reporters are doing, sitting up here making excuses for somebody. Listen, man, that's not how this goes, man. You don't sit up here and make excuses for somebody that failed. There is no excuses for that, but that goes to show you how ridiculously, I ain't gonna say stupid, but how ridiculously uh, foolish and back-ass most of these reporter types are. It's almost like he's getting paid not to criticize the man. He's probably getting a check or something from him for him not to go at him like that. But I wouldn't be surprised by that because that's how p- personalities of people with money do. They buy media personalities to eliminate negative coverage. That's when I'm going to give you a good example of that. Locally, Tom Benson did that. The late great Tom Benson did that when Peter Finney and other people that was writing from the same newspaper. I just wrote, read an article, the NOLA.com, a.k.a. the Times picayune Peter Finney, who's passed away, rest in power to him and Tom Benson, was writing on Tom Benson and talking about how garbage the leadership was, how terrible the team was, how cheap he was and how all this kind of stuff, bland basing them in the press. So what does Tom Benson do after that? He buys the paper and eliminates the negative press. This is a technique. So it's not far fetched from my imagination to see that that players could be paying for positive PR because it happens all the time. You got a guy out there that got a negative image. They'll buy up uh, the press to give them to make uh, cute bunny stories about them. Or you see some wretched ass old billionaire who's stealing grandma's pennies and, and, and pushing them off their land. He's sitting up there eating ice cream to try to make him look like he oh, he's just a warm old man eating ice cream. Man, they play. That's the kind of bullshit they do. It's like sticking a guy in front of you with a coffee mug. Ain't nothing in the coffee mug. But notice most of the commercials got a guy talking to you or a lady talking to you with a coffee mug in their hand. Why? Because they studied your mind. And understand, oh, you got a coffee mug that pre that presents a certain perception to you. They don't studied you. They don't study you. But guess what? I study them. And that's how I know what they are doing. That's how they pu- they paint these agendas in these images. It's not the same thing. So it's not beyond my imagination to know that he could be buying press for scumbags and trash like that Skip Skeletor son of a bitch. That's all he do is sit up there and ride for Tom Brady. Even with Tom Brady dead wrong, he's still sitting up there making excuses for him. That's not how it's supposed to be. I'm a father, and I'm telling you, if I got some, my child out there is doing something wrong, I'm not going to sit up there and make excuses for him. That's only enabling his dysfunction and his bad behavior. We know that as functional people, that it's not the correct correct, uh, and righteous actions to be taken towards somebody like that. You're supposed to lay it out on the line. And I got something for you today. I'm gonna to play some of that for you too. That Demario was hitting him with. Well, not from him, but his perspective, just to show you a few things. We're gonna cover that. We're gonna get into it on this sucker today. I'm gonna to keep it real with you. All right, let's move on, fam, to the next article right here that we got right here from Divine Zigbo. remember I, and we talked about Divine Zigbo. And guess what? Divine Zigbo gets claimed off the way by a guess who by the by the, the, the Jaguars. <laughs> so so let me get this straight. We have design, Divine Zigbo here. We claim them all. We signed them off the practice squad from the Jaguars several weeks ago. And remember, we originally lost Divine Zigbo because the Saints waived him, and the Jaguars claimed him. So you can see it's a back and forth game, right? <laughs> the Saints put uh, the Zigbo in the street, and I really wanted. to, I'm pretty sure they was trying to get him back to the uh, to the practice squad, but the Jags put the claim in, and they took him back. So you know, they, they got him back now. <laughs> I just thought that would be funny to kind of share with the who that nation, that Divine Zig, but we had him for a few games. And then all of a sudden we put him in the street uh, and he gets to the street and the Jaguars did what they did several years ago. They claimed him off the waiver of wire and brought him back to this side of things. Isn't that crazy family? is that crazy how that stuff works? But anyway, let me go uh, a brief recap statistically over the game yesterday and then we're gonna go into some of these little things we talked about with the video and then after that i'm gonna open up the broadcast for a suggestion from a commentary from the who that nation we're gonna have reaction from you guys in the stream all right here we go 36 27 saints get the win in the uh, against the Buccaneers. i'm not gonna be disrespectful i'm gonna say the buccaneers name because that that's belittling the who that nation and the great saint thank tank If I was to sink to that level of doing it like that, I ain't gonna kick them while they down right now. They're doing a good job of doing that for themselves. Uh 36 to 27, Saints are five and two on a three-game winning streak. They're two and one at home. They stopped the Buccaneers in the in the dome. 36 to 27, 26 first downs by the black and gold against 16 by the Bucks, 13 to 12 on the first down. Saints had eight rushing first downs. The key penalty, one of the key penalties that I pointed out in the recap. Uh, in the watch stream yesterday was the fact that the Tampa Bay defense gave the Saints six penalties, six first downs due to penalties. Six.
4: Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. Price Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepickscom slash play100 and use code PLAY100. That's code PLAY100 at prizepickscom slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Price Picks daily fantasy sports made easy.
3: The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the US Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov/careers/usbp. That's cbp.gov/careers/usbp.
2: Six of them. Penalties the saints gave them nothing. The, in the opposite effect, so they were plus six in terms of that statistic. While Tampa Bay, the Saints, wasn't giving up nothing. Tampa Bay stole totally stole the eye of the referees. They were watching Tampa Bay after a hawk after those several roughing a passer calls. The referees was all zoning on Tampa because they were doing dirty stuff. One of the worst plays is when they see when when uh and I hope they find them. Probably they won't find them because they didn't flag them. Is when Jansen and Jansen is one. Let me let y'all know about Jansen. Jansen, the center for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, is one of the dirtiest players in the NFL. He's dirty. He's one of the dirtiest, stinking, rotten pieces of garbage in the NFL. He grabbed Quine Alexander by his neck and threw him down on the ground. And the referees didn't even call that, you know, didn't even call that. Just threw him on the ground by his neck. He's a piece of garbage. He's a piece of filth. He always plays with that cheating edge. He holds all the time he pushes he was shoving and doing everything he can to incite people. He's a piece of trash that Jensen crack, that, uh, character is. And I'm calling I'm telling them that you're a piece of garbage Jensen. And that's why you you got your ass handed to you today. That's just a, I just didn't I don't like that guy. He plays he plays on the wrong side of it. But 16 six penalties by the Tampa Bay team helped the Saints get six first downs there. So that's a big stat. 8 of 13 on third down. Five of 14 on third, 14 by the Saints on third down, two of three on fourth down. So the Saints were able to get two of three on the on the fourth down attempts. Tampa 0 for one. Total plays Saints had 72 to 58 plays, total yards 361. Tampa had 421, still didn't have enough. 12 drives, the 11 advantage Tampa 7.325 flat in yards per play. Advantage Tampa 350 passing yards against two Oh nine advantage Tampa. You know, you won't think of course we drew, uh, uh, you've seen Tom Brady, two interceptions, one of which was a pick six and a fumble that was recovered by the saints. The saints converted 16 points off of those three turnovers by, uh, Brady. The saints got to him three times for 25 yards and sacks. One time they got to uh Simeon for a six yard sack. Look at the rushing statistics. 152 yards, and we covered it in the preview stream that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was holding people, their number one rush-stuffing unit in the NFL. And what did the Saints do? They put up 152 rushing yards, quietly on the back of, with the defense special teams, and Trevor Simeon was doing the Saints rushing attack, quietly piled up 152 yards on Tampa Bay by the end, by games, and while the defense held them to 71 yards and rushing just neutralized their rushing attack and remember this team had like 60 yards rushing at halftime like 55 to 60 yards rushing at halftime and the saints came out and after it was all said and done 71 yards is what all they could muster the saints closed the door on that they stopped them about 32 attempts by the saints 152 yards the average is five yards per rush that's two rushes first down And the Saints handled business there on that side of it. Red zone, the Saints was in the red zone seven times. They got three of seven. The Saints was in Tampa Bay's red zone seven times in the game, family. Think about that. They were down there seven times. We could have beat this team in the ground a lot worse than what we did. They were down there seven times and got three of the seven, almost 50%. Then you look at regret what Tampa did. They got down there twice and scored both times. Look at these penalties. About the Russian stat, one of the craziest penalties is the penalty yardage that that they put up. They had 11 penalties for 99 yards. I thought it was more than that. But the statistics says that it's 99 yards that they gave up in penalties. This is ridiculous. And, of course, like I said, they helped the Saints get six first downs because of that. And they have no nobody but themselves to the blame in this one because they couldn't keep their composure. They need to stop being dirty. They need to be stop being rotten and doing underhanded shit. And that's why you got it handed to you. thought you was going to go in there and bully the Saints, and then you got it handed to you. That's what they was trying to do, bully the Saints. And the Saints not going for that. So three turnovers all by Tom Brady. Zero turnovers by the black and gold, by the way. You know, we went over all that. And, of course, you know about the defensive touchdown that was closed, the door, the touchdown, I mean, interception picked by P.J. Williams, jumped the route, took it to the house, and closed the door on it. And the possession, you can see the Saints 33-16 to 26-44. To what is the five, six-point-minute di- uh, dif- uh, difference? Individual accolades going into the side of them in the thing. Now, it was crazy about, like I said, about, the, about how the, the penalties helped the Saints win because there were drives where the Saints offense just simply didn't have it. The Saints' offense was stalling, and then Tampa Bay would do something stupid, like they hit the quarterback in the back, like that dumb uh, defensive lineman with no helmet just ran into the quarterback. Why would you do that? That's no sense whatsoever. Uh, he might have been Roy raging. They, that offense, that defense was Roy raging yesterday, man. It had no excuse. It made no sense because that any smart defensive team wouldn't have been committing those type of penalties. It almost like them dogs was out there roid-raging. They couldn't help themselves. Trevor Simeon, 16 of 29 for 159, one touchdown. He was sacked 165.0 on the QBR. He had 82.4 rating. Jameis finished with 6 of 10 for 56. He had a touchdown in there, 94.7 on the QBR and a 108.8 rating. James was on the way to a big game against Tampa. He really was. And, of course, you look at the Saints' top rusher, Elvin Kamara, 19, uh carries for 61 yards. He had a score there. james had four rushes, four scrambles for 40 yards in the matchup. Mark Ingram was big. Six carries for 27 yards. Mark averaged four and a half yards per rush. He only got six of them in the game as Coach Peyton gave him a little bit, but I, I I anticipate that to rise. And of course, everybody that was anybody got passes thrown to him. Kevin White caught a pass for 38 yards. Good for you to do that. Deontay Harris caught uh three balls in a matchup. Traquan Smith caught three passes in the touchdown. Garrett Griffin was, uh, you know, the early favorite target for Trevor Simeon. He had three catches. Marquez Calloway had three catches. Ingram had two catches. Kamara had three catches. And, of course, Alex Armada, the, t- the fullback, caught a touchdown the first time for the Saints. He caught one as well. His only pass was a touchdown. And, of course, we know Marcus Williams was the top a tackler for the team. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson was second place. And Quine Alexander and Demario Davis were tied for the third position where Pete Werner had four. And, of course, we mentioned Quan Alexander. He had a sack in the matchup. So did Passanio and and so did Cam, as Cam has two sacks in the last two games. So Cam is trying to wake up that thing. We know about P.J.'s interception. Chauncey Gardner also picked off uh, 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 Tom Brady in the matchup as well. Brian Johnson, a young uh, kicker, finishing out the year for us. He He was responsible for 12 points, three field goals. He was three or four. And extra points, one of his extra points was tipped, and Blake Gilligan punting his ass off. Again, three punts, 158 yards, averaging almost 53 yards a punt. Put one of the three inside of the 20, and his longest punt was a 63-yard boomer. Man, we got a true weapon in that guy. And, of course, Tom Brady, 28 of 40 for 375, four touchdowns, two picks. Pick six really hurt. The sacks was on him. And the numbers look decent if it wasn't for the pick six in a close game. But like I said, the Saints took away the rushing attack from Tom Brady. And, and, of course, you look at Goodwin, and they was getting Goodwin open because of screen plays. They wasn't running the offense where they were just getting plays. The Saints had their regular offense on shutdown. They had to revert to screens and reverses and stuff like that. Did y'all notice that? I know y'all do. You're the great Saints think tank. Y'all seen that? That's how Chris Goodwin was able to get these little plays when Tom Brady quickly fired a ball to him, and he'll try to make a move with his legs to shake a cornerback out of position, whatever. Now, a couple of times that work is he was able to pick up yardage Downfield, but soon as the Saints recognized what they were doing with those wide receiver screens, they neutralized that shit and froze Tampa Bay's offense because they was getting that going using screens and little quick passes uh to the wide receiver to try to get them going. Because the Saints wasn't giving up nothing, you know. So they started seasoning on. So a credit to Byron Leftwich. Leftwich started throwing a few things in there to kind of make the Saints' defense think a little bit, but a high IQ, a high IQ defense didn't take long for them to figure out what they needed to do. And they figured it out and did what they were supposed to do and neutralize them. 36 to 27. Saints defense closed the door on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the matchup. Got their asses up out of here. Now, family, give me just a second because I'm going to then, I'm going to, what I'm going to do next is I'm going to play a few of, uh, I'm going to get a few people chimed up here that I'll, that i hold on here. I'm going to try to get a few of them chimed up here so that you guys could. Hold on here. Let me get a few guys chimed up here. I want you guys to listen to some of these people here. Just listen to them. I know you don't want to. I know, I know, I know. But just consider this entertainment and just consider it uh, to be a laugh and a half by listening to some of these people. So I'm not going to start them in any particular order. And then right after that, we're going to open up the the lines of communication for the family members to chime in on some stuff. So just give me a second. And I'm going to get this stuff fired up right here so you guys can hear from these people. But hold on. Give me just a second, fam. Let me get it all straight for you. Hold on. Give me just a second. I'm going to get them so y'all guys can listen to what they got to say. Because most of it you already know, but it's just like I said, most of the stuff disappears. Like after a while, they do a really good job of yanking stuff down so that you don't hear about it anymore. So what we do here is we kind of we like to kind of catalog it for the show's archives. You, you know what I'm saying? Because it disappears offline. <laughs> I didn't say that. Oh, yes, you did. Here it is. Play it right here for your face, jackass. So, I mean, we're going to do that. So I'm going to start off what we got lined up. We're going to start off with the Skeletor. That's right. We're going to start off. Now, you know, my favorite. You got Skip Skeletor, bailers. We got Colin, Kyle, Kyle, Patty, Kyle Herd, the politician. We're not going to play uh, Kyle, Patty, Kyle Herd. He's probably the worst of the Brady worshipers and no grown ass man should be worshiping a football player like that. It's almost like they got a Bible with Tom Brady face on it. They pray to Tom Brady to the East every morning and at nighttime And it is against their religion to talk a bad three bad words about Tom Brady is all about his greatness and love. This is absolute ridiculousness. Each one of these men are older than that man. And you ain't supposed to be doing that. That don't make any sense to me as a grown ass man to sit up there and not have any poignant or any uh, constructive or really serious or real criticism or critiques about Tom Brady. If he's screwing up or not, you quick to quick kiss his ass when he do good, but you slow to crit- criticize him when he do bad, you make excuses for him. You are a worshiper of that man, and you too grown and maybe too stupid to realize that, so that's why we're here. But anyway, we're going to start off with Skip Skeletor Bayless. That's right, Skeletor. Skeletor is going to tell you how he feel. Just listen to this madness here. And even Big Country, Skip, 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 Even he's tried to warn him about it. Y'all, when y'all hear this hit one in the, in the comment section, if y'all can hear Skip Skeletor, Bayless and Skip, Skip Shannon and uh, Sharp. Talking. Put one in the chat. Here we go. If yeah. he's as good
5: as what you say,
2: he's a very good
5: backup quarterback.
2: Okay, so Tom Brady, Tom Brady can't beat backups. Mm. I wonder if he shook his hand because we know when he lose ball game, he don't like to run to the middle of field and well, shake Tom Brady <laughs> playing a
5: backup defense?
2: Well, you see,
5: you see, now is the defense. You why? The you Saints came in number two. Oh, well, you see, lose ball game, he don't like to run to the middle of well, shake Tom Brady playing a backup defense? Well, you see, you see, now is the defense. You why? The you Saints came in number two. In points allowed, is and Tom they, Brady to they go looked yesterday like the best is defense Tom in pro football. To go? Is Tom Brady to go? Yes you, or no, no? You don't have to ask me that. I need, okay. I need to ask you no, that. Okay. No,
2: no, no, no. Yeah. I'm going to get you. I'm no, let me get your answer. No, is he to go? Is he to no, right. go? If it's your turn. Right. You can ask well, me. Well, you obviously know how I feel about it. No, I to hear you say it. So Tom Brady's to go. He can beat Trevor Simeon yesterday. Come on with it
5: couldn't beat New Orleans' defense that bedeviled him all last year. Do you uh, remember those games at New Orleans but, last year? you remember the, what the happened?
2: The but you don't give them any credit. When the defense went That's back right. down to New Orleans, mm-hmm. took had the ball four turnovers. turnover, all you talked about, raved about was Tom Brady. Mm. In the Super Bowl, all you raved about was Tom Brady. Yeah. The moment he lose, it's Coach Belichick, it's Bruce Arians, it's the defense, it's yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada. Mm-hmm. At some You're point in time, I want you and pro football focus to hold Tom Brady's feet to the fire mm. with these plays. Mm. He cost them the game. Mm. Period. Mm. Not- How about that? How about that? How about that with Skip Skeletor Bayless right there talking up and notice Skeletor really wasn't saying too much. in, in, in with that Skeletor, hmm, hmm, hmm. he sent up that half dead, drawing all kinds of misdirection to cover up the fact, that is absolutely ridiculous. That is awful that you can't admit, oh, that was the Saints defense. But there was no criticism as the coach. And when we beat Dez last year in the regular season, he was, how dare Bruce Aarons criticize Tom Brady, even though Bruce Aarons is the head coach and Tom Brady listens to the head coach, we think. Most of the time he doesn't. That's why Aarons always look like he's just sitting up there as a spectator like me and you. But let me – I'm going to play a little bit. But, see, even – I don't have to say much to this. What's up, L? I see you, baby. Much love. I don't have to say too much for it because Big Country got my back on this. one. Big Country is saying what we've been saying for years. Skip Skeletor Bailers is a grown-ass cheerleader. Need to get him some pom-poms and a skirt. That's what you need to do for him. Here we
5: go. Your turn. 90% says 90. Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp's in the Hall of Fame. I am not. 90 I'm going to tell you why I will give Tom Brady 55% of the blame oh today.
2: 50- 55% of the blame he's given Tom Brady for the loss, even though Tom Brady's turnovers were responsible for 16 points, family of the Saints, one by nine. Do you understand the stupidity of what we're dealing with here? Do you understand the stupidity? He gives him 55% of the blame, even though he's the quarterback that threw that had three turnovers. He threw two picks, one of which for the turn four, a uh, uh, uh it was the pick six that returned for a touchdown. Another one, all of them set up scores for the Saints, scored 16 points to finish the game out. But this man said he only gonna give him 55% of it. These <laughs> <laughs> these is crazy, they crazy, they are insane. This man is a moron, a simp, a chump, and an ugly ass cheerleader. That's what the, I mean. I can't say no more than that. I can't say no more than that. <laughs> So fifty-five percent. Jared Big Country said, "You no ninety percent. He's the quarterback. The man threw two interceptions and had a fumble. The Saints scored sixteen points off of his mistakes. We won by nine. You dumb skeleton. You you. We done by nine. Let's finish up. Then we're gonna jump. Fifty-five
5: to jump five to (sighs) Let's see what happens, shall we? Again against the number two defense in the Saints. Excuses. And Tom Brady and company fell behind 23-7. to Why was that happening? Because his vaunted run defense was giving up 152 yards rushing. You didn't mention that, did you, Mr. Sharp? 152 yards rushing against Tampa? Who does that? Nobody does that except New Orleans did that yesterday. It's a crusher because they controlled the clock. They kept the ball away from Tom Brady, who had only 58 plays to New Orleans, 72 plays yesterday. 58 to 72. And what did Brady do with only 58 plays? Well, look at this. He was really good because he went 28 of 40 for 375. He
2: was really good.
5: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
0: Sorry, sorry, we're here.
5: We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
4: (gasps)
2: two interceptions, and had a fumble that gave a save. Enough of you, bro. There is no hope for you. There is no hope for you uh, for a skeletal like that. There's no There's no hope for a skeletal like that. There is no hope for him. I mean, he's a complete moron in a simp, and I can't reach a simpish-ass Mark Clown like Skip Skeletor Bayless, who's a grown, this man gotta be every bit of 80 years old, a big oily, dirty, underhanded, bias ass dry turkey that somebody need to put some gravy on (laughs) he will hear another one of them old dry ass turkeys that somebody need to pour some gravy on but like i said in the the watch party that you got a dry ass turkey you put gravy on them it don't even help the turkey do it because the turkey so dry the skin can't absorb the richness of the gravy so what must we do we got to use a cajun injector And you know what you do with them Cajun injectors, baby. You stick them where the sun don't shine. <laughs> oh, we, it ain't no hope for them skeletons, man. Let me tell you something. Them skeletons, man, ain't no hope in them people, man. Ain't no helping them. All right, let's move on past that old skeleton, man, and get on to the next uh, group of people here. We got charmed up here. Let, this We're going to let this play for a little bit, fam, but look who it is. Is Flea Aurea from the PFF and Country Land land them out. This is another dude that be up here, uh, uh p- get paid for. All these, these, these guys that sit up there get mani patties and all this kind of stuff, and sit up here chill for Tom Brady. Y'all grown old ass men. I get, I, get, I doubt any one of you guys can catch a football. But these guys sitting up there with a cheerleader skirt on, cheering for Tom Brady, making excuses for him when he loses, And he was just directly responsible for the loss. His three turnovers gave the Saints 16 points. We beat him by nine. Enough said. Here we go. Before
3: we get into this game, let's hear from Tom Brady, because that pretty much tells us everything we need to know about what happened yesterday to defending Super Bowl champions.
4: Tough game. Um, good team. Listen to Tom. But we didn't obviously play to what we were capable, and I got to play better. So bad throws. <laughs> Sorry. Bad throws. Yeah, I just threw it to the wrong guy. So I had Mike open. Cost us a game. i got to not throw interceptions. That's the key. how last year you guys went into the five week on a downturn and lost three out of four. And we were really going kind to of use this time on to bounce back. Is, is there a key to this team doing the
3: same and coming back different?
5: Yeah. Well, we got a lot of fighters. So
4: going in there, battle back, try to do better next week.
3: Bye, right, that's Turkey. Mike, what was so jarring about yesterday's game, we hadn't seen one like that from Brady this year. And we just kind of assumed that that the the progression of his time in Tampa had kind of worked all that out, and those games were over where he was going to have the head scratchers. But yesterday was a head scratcher.
0: Well, it, it was a head scratcher. And and I think,
5: you know, we 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 spent all this time praising Brady, which which we should. He deserves that. And we, and we have to understand. You know, when at times he's going to make mistakes, and we've seen him make mistakes certainly against New Orleans before, the fumble there, kind of the double pump fumble that he had. You know, got to, he knows he's got to hang on to that ball. That last interception, hell, he's been around long enough. He wears the hat of responsibility when when he knows he shouldn't have done it. You know, the first interception, the guy take falls off his coverage uh and, and breaks on the breaks on this ball and picks it off. The second one, you know, again, he did it. Two deep zone, and PJ Williams just makes a great break on the ball. And he did have Evans open. He just can't make that throw. I threw it to the wrong guy. I had an open guy, and I didn't throw it to him.
3: And they go into their the bye week with to. a loss, just like they did last year. They lost to the Chiefs at home to to enter a late bye, and they didn't lose another game after that. Four and O to finish the regular season, then obviously four and oh in the postseason. And now, this uh, hey, we, we know what Brady will do. He'll internalize it. He'll get upset, and he'll try to figure out a way to get past it. But there is something about these Saints. You saw the graphic up there: twenty and four against everyone else, mm-hmm. one and three against the Saints. Now he's one and oh, in the Saints game that matters, the postseason last year, that but that is just jarring when you look at that eight that touchdowns so and seven interceptions matches, against the Saints. He did have four yesterday, which is yeah, impressive because you know what? He... he quietly set the record all time for most four touchdown games. He and Drew Brees were tied at ninety seven. Who cares about that? Right Brady now? has. Lost. I don't think he cares. But, but he got that yep. yesterday with his four touchdown passes. But, uh, yeah, they got some work to do, and they'll have a rematch with the Saints coming up later this year. And uh, it would be uh, smart if they could win it. They got two two games back-to-back, week 14, week 15. Bills and Saints at home. Those are going to be important games now the Saints winning for the a game, team dumbass. that – you know, it's just amazing how quickly that aura – not I don't want to say of invincibility, but, but just special. You know, there's a handful of teams that feel special – and one game, one little pinprick on the balloon changes everything.
2: First of all, this is supposed to be a recap about the Saints beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Jameis being hurt. The biggest story is not that Tom Brady, Brady keeps losing to the Saints. The biggest story is that the Saints lost Jameis Winston in the game when the game was 7-7. to And then Trevor Simeon, who was the second string, really at times the third string quarterback with very little preparation, Comes in, throws a touchdown, throws over 150 yards, helps the offense get going, balance it. The Saints put up 151 yards of rushing on Tampa Bay's vaunted rush up in defense that was holding people to less than 61 yards rushing total. We were able to beat this team by almost double digits, regardless of the fact that our starting quarterback was hurt. And we had a third string quarterback back up in there that was able to beat Tom Brady who was only missing one guy, Antonio Brown. So that's the biggest story. But you heard nothing about that accolade and the function about you as a team being able to come together, gather your mental faculties, and be able to figure out a game plan with a third-string quarterback to beat Tom Brady and the New Orleans uh, Superdome. That that, that that don't matter. It's about, okay, when they come back, later on in the year, it's going to be the Saints and the Buffalo Bills later on in the year. No. See, this is what I'm talking about, and that's why there's a sports coma. That's why there's a sports coma, and I just merely show this to you just because to show you how stupid these people are, how stupidly biased. They don't even pretend to be anymore. They're kissing this man's ass big time. He must be paying them for the coverage. They give no bad coverage of Tom Brady, and when you see that happens, it's because they're collecting money from him. No reporter is just going to go out of their way to be really nice to somebody and not criticize them when they know they're supposed to be criticizing unless they're getting checks from them i promise you they paying he paying these pr people paying them for positive press i promise you that a lot of them do that and these are more the scum that would take money to write uh uh, candy ass stories about them and not keep it real but that's all right we're gonna keep it real on this show last but not least baby we're gonna play the first take crew I want y'all to listen very closely to this one, boys and goils. Here we go on this one. This is the first take crew. Get you get your popcorn ready. I want y'all to listen to this. This voice should sound very familiar to the Who That Nation. Here we go.
1: Sleeping on the Saints. Ooh, like yes and no. You know what I'm saying, like, like, like. But let's
5: back this up. When I'm asking this question, are we sleeping on the same uh, Are you can- are you considering that they're not having Jameis, or that they will have Jameis?
1: I'm, I'm considering that they're not having okay, Jameis okay. now going forward. Yep. But but even in that one, who one, is this dude by talking? By the way, huh? where's
2: my camera? Guess who for it? Yep. I want y'all to tell me who this dude is talking. There you go, Smallville. This is Ryan Clark talking. Now I want y'all to tell me who he talking to. Listen. But but even in that one one, by the way, where's my camera? Guess
1: who picked the Saints on Friday? Kevin Hart. No. Stephen A. No. no. RC. Yes. I can still come back to the crib. I will see y'all on Bourbon, and I'll see y'all at Drago's when I get there. That's why I don't count.
2: Okay, who is he talking to? Who is he talking to? Who is he talking to? Huh? Who is he talking to? Y'all tell me. Let me play that again for you. Because this dude, I'm telling you, these people, these people, we've been get, we've been knocking this dude ass out of here for years for talking shit about the Saints and being sneaky and snidey with his commentary. Listen to what he says again. Ooh, like yes
1: and no. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like. But let's
5: back this up. When I'm asking this question, are we sleeping on the Saints? Uh, are you <laughs> are you considering that they're not having Jameis or that they will have Jameis?
1: I'm, I'm considering that they're not having okay. Jameis okay. now, going forward. Yep. But but even in that one one. By the way, where's my camera? Guess who picked the Saints on Friday? Kevin Hart? No. Stephen A? No. no. (sighs) RC? Yes. I can still come back to the crib. I will see y'all on Bourbon, and I'll see y'all at Drago's when I get there. That's why it don't count
2: because you would just he can he can still come home. (laughs) He can still come home. I can still come home. Who are we talking about? Who are we talking about? We're not going to let you sit up here and talk and go up there to them people up there in Connecticut or wherever they is and sit up here and talk spicy about the black and gold and you living your ass down here. You're not going to sit up here and talk spicy about them with no facts. If you have facts, that's one other thing. But I'm telling you, it's about keeping their asses, their feet to the fire when they talk that bullshit about the black and gold, if you're going to talk some BS about the black and gold, you bring your goddamn facts with you. Because you're going to get found out and called out if you don't, because most of that shit you be talking about is a pile of, of malar- malarkey. That's what it is. He can still come home now. He can still come home now. I can still go to Drago's or whatever the hell he say. I can go on Bourbon Street. Why? Because of who that nation ain't playing that. Don't tell me that you don't have an impact. Don't tell me that you don't have an impact. Let's listen to the rest of this fool so we can go. Just being a homer. So what? I was you're just right. being a homer, and I was yeah, right. Yeah, I'm
1: just saying. But you just being a homer. Don't you let me get you that. with that right. I'm That's not right. worried about Stephen. You no, no, no. no, 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 no it's
2: very, very did important you. to bring that up because he did it. <laughs> he did it because first of all, stop it, Stephen. They stop deflecting, bro. Stop trying to misdirect. First of all, Ryan Clark is not a homer. Ryan Clark perpetually and ridiculously foolishly and consistently pick against the Saints. Even when the Saints can win the game, he perpetually does it. So please don't play him like he a guy that perpetually and consistently picks the Saints to win because he doesn't. So don't play like he does. He, he knew he had to go, had to go home to and he <laughs> didn't want to hear it.
1: So even if he lost, he would have been like, I was there with y'all. Right. You know, and they would have said, all right, bro, you picked us. Now I
2: don't count. That don't I'm count. Not I'm not trying to go to the Superdome. No. I'm just trying to go to my mom's house. All right. You heard, you know what you heard that? You heard that? Did you hear what he just said? He ain't trying to go to the Superdome. He's just trying to get to his mama. Who's stopping you from getting to your mama house, brother? Who, 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 who's, stopping you from getting to your mama? Who's stopping you from going to Houston or Drago's or any other of these places down here? Huh? Huh? Who, 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 doing that? Who's stopping uh, uh, your boy from doing that? I'm going to tell you who's stopping people to who that nation. have him found out he's been exposed and he's been exposed and now he's out there greciating toward the who that nation he's been found out because we are laying it down we're not letting y'all play with us like that no more we're not letting you from down here who've been a saints person your whole life we know you've been a saints person you went to LSU you was part you went to LSU grew up there you was a saints man you from the area I know you was a saints dude you went to LSU and you was upset because the Saints had nothing to do with you. Even they didn't draft you. And when you was a free agent, when the Steelers let you go, the Saints didn't have any interest in you. He had an a, a underlining pettiness toward him. And he said so himself on the show. I played it on this show that he's not a good, hero, a, good, a good person. He said that. Remember that? Put one in the chat if you remember Ryan Clark saying that he's not a good person. But whoever he was talking to was, see, he's a good person. But see, I ain't no good person. Put one in the chat if you remember that. But I'm just letting letting y'all know is that we're not playing that. And the Who That Nation not playing that. The most educated, the great Saint Thank Tank is some of the most smartest Who That Nation family members out there. They're not no freaking fans. We're not fanatics. Let's get that out of our vocabulary. We're not fanatics. We don't fantasize for nobody. We the family members. We carry, we're the family base. We carry the team. We and, and, and fanatics can't involve themselves in rational or logical analysis. When you're a fan, a fanatic, you operate from a state of mind that you're not supposed to be in. And you you would be taken advantage of by somebody that's approaching you in a logical format because you're not in a proper perspective. Mentally, you're supposed to be. That's why we're not fanatics or fans. We are we are family. We are the family base. We are the great Saint Think Tank. We the who that nation. So we don't play that shit. When you put something before us, we're going to rationally analyze it. And if it ain't hitting on stuff, we're going to throw it back in your goddamn face. And that's what we've been doing, Ryan Clark. I just wanted to play y'all that because I don't care if you pick the Saints or not. But I just wanted to play you what he said for the show's record. I just I don't want to go to the dome. I just want to go to my mama house. Who keeping you from getting to your mama, Ryan? Who's stopping you, brother? Stop talking that shit about the who that nation, bro. Because if it's real critical and it's right on the money and it's statistical and you bring your facts and, and, and stuff like that with it, that's fine. People ain't going to say nothing. But people going to question you and say, dude, why are you always picking against the Saints? Even when it's a team you know they can beat. Why do you do that? Because he's petty. But it's good to see that you having an effect. You have an effect. Because we're not letting these media personalities and the people been messing over the who that nation for years and we ain't do nothing about it. I told y'all last year and the year before that, that that stops. And you see, that's proof in the putting that we ain't playing no mess with these people no more, man. So that's enough of them clowns and buffoons. I don't even care what the hell he was talking about after that. I just wanted to show you what, what time it is and how you're having an effect by making sure these people come correct with their analysis. That's what it's about. It's not about letting them prattle off about, well, the Saints are such and such. This dude consistently picks against the Saints all the time. We constantly calling them out about the stuff that he be saying about the Who That Nation. Constantly saying it, saying the wrongful stuff, picking the team to be a foul. This dude, and remember, and I told y'all that's why I be saving this stuff. Remember what he said that the Saints are going to hover around 500. They're going to hover around 500. So just because you pick the Saints, One week don't mean that that cover up for years of slander and bullshit analysis on your part. So the hell with you, Ryan Clark. Bottom
5: line. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
5: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
4: (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case,
2: I pronounce you lucky.
5: For free at Luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Boyd were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See
0: website for details.
4: You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People are the worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them.